Welcome here. I'm Ellie Singer with KTLF Radio and another podcast. Looking forward to hearing more about the wonderful outreach of Operation Christmas Child. I have Amanda in the studio with me who knows her OCC stuff. <laughs> and tis the season that it Amanda's is. running with her hair on fire. But literally, not, not, not literally, figuratively. But so where are we at here with this incredible outreach, Amanda? It is time. We are in the midst of packing shoeboxes. There are packing parties. Churches and community organizations are all collecting shoeboxes right now. And in fact, we are about one week away from National Collection Week, which is hard to believe. Wow. Already. Yeah, we blinked. all of a sudden. <laughs> And it usually happens a week before Thanksgiving, The right? week before Thanksgiving through the Monday, the week of Thanksgiving, is our eight-day National Collection Week period. This year in 2023, that will be November 13th through the 20th. And that National Collection Week, we're doing it across the nation, just like it says. Mm. We are all collecting the shoeboxes at various drop-off locations around the city during the week before Thanksgiving. So if you haven't packed your shoeboxes yet, there's still plenty of time. Mm. But time is getting short. Mm-hmm. I know. And um, as far as finding out where the different drop-off places are, I know listeners can go to KTLF.radio, click the Samar- or the Operation Christmas Child or mm-hmm. Samaritan's Purse icon. Absolutely. Um, so that's the best way to, to find out, including people that want to get in on packing parties. Exactly. Operation Christmas Child has so much information online about this month. There's so much going on. If someone is interested in seeing what's going on in the local area, they can literally just go to SamaritansPurse.org. Operation Christmas Child will be on the front page and Mm -hmm. they can look for events in their area. But also, if they're looking to drop off their shoebox, if their church perhaps isn't doing a collection and they would still like to participate, Mm -hmm. that is not a problem. They can bring it to any of our drop-offs across the city, and we have a lot of them. They can just type in their zip code in the drop-off location lookup and see which collection locations are closest to where they live, where they work, or where they're going to be for an appointment that day. So most of our locations are open a wide variety of time, but every day, eight days in a row. So if you need it on a weekend or an evening or a morning, mm-hmm. we've got you covered. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, because and I like the fact it's that eight-day thing that it goes into the following Monday. That's just a little extra helpful. Exactly. And but there are places that receive on weekends, too. Now, what if they wanted to find a packing party, which I know it's getting crunch time, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, finding a packing party, can they do that the same way? Absolutely. The Those events are all posted online. But in addition, some of the packing parties are more local and group-specific. So sometimes right. they're not even on the national site. But we do have one coming up just for the local area in Colorado Springs. One of the Chick-fil-A's is having a packing party at their facility. So even keep your eyes open for packing parties that might show up at some of the businesses around town. And what do you have the address for that one? I don't have the specific address, but it's the one at the Citadel Crossing. It's a rather new Chick-fil-A and they're doing a packing party during the week of national collection. So they're going to be packing shoe boxes and getting them turned in that night. And then that'll be at our, our website too. Absolutely. At radio. So one of the things that I always ask you to bring, and I know there is no shortage of them, especially last Christmas having delivered the two 
hundred million bucks. Amazing. And Amanda, it might be easy for people to think, oh, they got it covered. But how many more? I know there's such, there's so many more to be reached with these shoe boxes. Is there an estimate on the number or the number of countries that they are working to make inroads into? Absolutely. Over a hundred countries are reached every single year, which right. countries are specifically reached does change year to year, depend on different political, environmental reasons. But every year, Operation Christmas Child delivers shoeboxes to over 100 different nations Mm -hmm. and thousands of people groups inside of those nations. And the amazing thing is, even though 200 million shoeboxes is such a large number, Mm -hmm. every year, new children are joining the need because as shoeboxes get delivered, to a location, to a specific town or city or community, they're not going to come back with shoeboxes to that community for an entire generation of children. And the reason is they're trying to reach as many children as possible, as many families as possible, as many grandparents, aunts, friends. So to do that, each country goes to different communities every year, and they have a plan so we deliver shoeboxes from ages 2 all the way to 14. Mm-hmm. But to do that means they're not going to come back until the 2-year-olds aren't 14-year-olds anymore. Wow. But that also means all of those children reset. We have a whole new generation of children in that community just 12 years later. Wow. That needs to hear the gospel. So the good news is every box... That's five to seven minimum gospel opportunities because these children have friends, they have family, they have community, and that gospel message is being shared with so many people per box. Mm. So those national Big plans, ripple effect. I call it the right ripple, ripple effect. Yeah, exactly. Which the um, it seems like there, there's so much information I've been collecting and gathering regarding Operation Christmas Child, and I mean I've you know been. Heart's been connected for many years, but what is it? I thought I heard some numbers on churches that are actually launched that as a result of Operation Christmas Child, the shoeboxes, that there's so an average number in a particular region. Do you have that? Oh, I ha- I do not have those specific numbers, but hundreds of churches are launched every single year due to Operation Christmas Child shoebox distributions. Right. Because as the local church distributes shoeboxes, it connects so many people to the gospel that new mm-hmm. churches are formed just due to distributions. Right. That's that's incredible. I just heard that recently, I think, in one of the remotes that we did. Um, okay. Testimonies. I always ask you to bring testimonies. Would you please share those? I do. And I love what they're called this year. Uh, They're shoebox stories. These are specific items in a shoebox and how that impacted that individual child. And often they're not the items we would have expected. My (laughs) first one is Jockey, who was in Guatemala. And Jockey was in an orphanage during most of her childhood well taken care of most of her basic needs were met but just because of resources gifts definitely were outside of the capability and she her item that really affected her was a toothbrush and the reason was she did have a toothbrush 
but there was only one for all 10 girls in her orphanage. They shared it. And I'm sure everyone's cringing at this moment. You and I both. Absolutely. Mm. And that was why she was so excited when she received her Operation Christmas Child shoebox gift. And she said, my favorite thing I received in my box was a toothbrush of my very own. Mm. I got a lot of use out of it. It was a prized possession. And to this day, she now is packing shoeboxes. Aww. I don't just include one toothbrush. Uh, I pack at least four. And that way the children can use them for a long time and have enough to even give to a friend or a family member. She took the thought, the words right out of my thought bubble. It's like, pack more than one. Pack more than one. Exactly. Oh, that's sweet. Another child, ironically, we're still in the dental care area, uh, (laughs) Vladimir in the Ukraine, his item was dental floss. And it's interesting because his whole story focused around the area of growing up in a culture that was really rife with bribery. His shoebox gift that was given with no strings attached, he didn't do anything to earn it and nobody expected something from him after the gift, really showed him God's unconditional love. Mm. And he hadn't grown up with that concept, but this idea of a gift without strings attached. Right. That showed him what God's love was like and that God's, the greatest gift, salvation, Mm -hmm. didn't have anything to do with something he had to earn. Mm. And now, why, why dental floss was my first question when I read about Vladimir's story. And he explained that when he was looking through his shoebox, he didn't even know what it was. He gets this package of dental floss and <laughs> he started to lick it because he could smell that it smelled good. Uh-huh. And he thought it was like candy. So he sat there licking it and sucking on <laughs> it. And he then learned it was for brushing your teeth. And I love this. So he rubbed the floss on the outside of his teeth. And he thought, Americans must be very interesting people if they brushed their teeth with string. (laughs) But decided since they have beautiful smiles, it must work for them. And he wondered if it was an invention that hadn't made it to the Ukraine yet, this concept of brushing your teeth Mm -hmm. with string. But once the wax wore off, because he literally wore the wax off of his dental floss, he used that fancy string to tie sticks together and make basically boats that would float in the water. So it was a multi-purpose tool. And this is something we often hear frequently from Americans is, you know, maybe they don't know how to use the item. Maybe it's not used the way it was designed to be used. And the answer is, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Two things. One, a gift is a gift. We don't, as the gift giver, need to control how an item is used. Exactly. If anyone has ever had children who... They watch a two-year-old open. Most likely, what is the most interesting part of a gift? The packaging. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right? And if we if we considered that a flawed gift because they enjoyed the packaging better than the gift, that's really not the case, right? They Thank got you. the enjoyment out of the gift. Us controlling how it's being used, Thank not you a for thing. Saying that. Yeah. <laughs> and look at that, the the, the Vladimir, right? Mm-hmm. Here he was up cycling, repurposing exactly. something before probably ever having heard a term like that. He basically I felt he it. got an entire container of twine string material. Yeah. 
dental floss. That wasn't his purpose. But it also tasted good, so he got both purposes out of it. <laughs> but such a great even story. that item, dental floss, literally showed him God's love. Yeah. And we don't have to worry the how. Right. We just have to give the gift. Mm, that is so cool. What a great story. I love that one. Oh, yeah. I do have a third, though. And this one Please share it. <laughs> is a little bit different. So the two girls, it was actually a pair of twins, and they were growing up in Jamaica. They had a, a good situation in the sense of their needs were being cared for, but gifts were just outside of the budget in their family. So much so, both children were able to go to school, but... They only could afford one notebook and one pencil. So their father cut the notebook in half into two pieces. So there was a short half for each girl, and he cut, broke the pencil into halves and used a knife to sharpen it. They didn't have a pencil sharpener. So each girl got a little bit of pencil and half of a notebook for their schooling. And that, it really bothered them. They both really wanted to be able to use a full-size notebook like they had seen other children have. Well, when their community had a shoebox distribution, both girls got a box. One of the girls, though, her box had two full-size <laughs> notebooks in it. And that was the prized possession for both girls. Ironically, the other girl, her box in Jamaica had woolen mittens, really nice woolen mittens. Mm-hmm. And the girls explained that was also a prized possession. They used them as hot pads, oven mitts, and her parents still use them. They've been there the entire time. It was a wonderful gift. How long ago was that? Do you remember? The girls are full grown now. They're both adults. adults. So this and the was parents are still using Absolutely. So <laughs> again, so, cool. so often we hear things of what if somebody sends a hat a woolen hat or gloves, and it ends up in a hot culture. Uh -huh. Not a worry. Number one, it gets cold. It might not be our level of cold here right. in Colorado, but if you're in a very temperate climate and suddenly it's cold, yeah, yeah. you don't care. You're going to wear the hat and the mittens. But on the other hand, also some of these items, again, how they're used, we might be thinking wrong. We're thinking what we would use them for. We've seen gloves used for protection. Mm -hmm. A lot of the kids have jobs and help around the house or yeah. help their parents work. You're moving rocks. Gloves are pretty beneficial. Oh, yeah. Also, a hat doesn't just keep the cold out. It also keeps the sun off. There's lots of reasons. Mm -hmm. On cold climates, and they get flip-flops. Well, you know what? Flip-flops really help when you're walking around a cold floor. Yep. They're not just for the summer weather. So again, we send the gift. We don't need to worry about how it's used. That's right. something God had planned long before we packed. We just need to listen to his guidance. Yes. I'm I'm so glad you brought all that up, Amanda, because it just everything and, and just it's really fun imagining how resourceful the recipients are with the gifts, you know, like the Turned into oven mitts or the dental floss, definitely exactly. building boats with dental floss. I love that. Matter of fact, I would think anybody listening right now, it's like, okay, I, I'm, I'm gonna go. I gotta go out. I've and get some go stuff for a box. box. Yeah, Absolutely. because of all these fun, amazing stories, and then it goes so much further than that. Let's for that person that right now, maybe they've mm -hmm. never packed a box before. Um, 
let's highlight some things so that they don't pick up things that can't go in the boxes. And those are for understandable reasons, liquid items. Absolutely. All that. Would you would you please go down that that the list of of forbidden, if we want to use that word, items is a lot shorter than what you can it put in really a box. It really is. And just to start, we pack shoe boxes for three different ages for mm-hmm. boys and girls. We do two to four or a box for a five to nine year old or a 10 to 14 year old. So you get to pick the age range that the child that you're packing for fits. So if you're gonna pick a t-shirt, you can get a size that's in that range. Mm -hmm. Then you choose if it's a boy or a girl and pack appropriately. Pretty much everything goes unless it's on the it cannot go list. And that is very short. So things that we are not sending are food. We can't send any type of food, and that includes even hard candies into other countries. There's lots of reasons, but we do not send food. We also don't send war-related items. Mm -hmm. A lot of these children, that is their daily reality. They don't need anything to remind them of the horror of what's going on in their culture. Absolutely. So we don't send camouflage is not a fashion statement in other countries where there's an active war going on. Mm -hmm. So we just don't send war-related items. We also have to be careful with things that break or leak. So no liquids, no breakables. Though porcelain dolls are gorgeous (laughs) and snow globes are so much fun. One box breaking with liquids can ruin 10 inside of the carton. Mm. We don't want that to happen. And breakables, if something breaks and there's glass, the children could get hurt. So we just don't send breakables or things that leak. Other than that, most things go. Or no aerosol, anything like that. Exactly. Things that you don't normally put on an airplane and bring in your bags. You can pretty much assume the same rules apply because we're going to be putting them into containers and in Mm -hmm. semis and shipping them long distances. And then they get to go through all the different modes of transportation known to man. Mm-hmm. Snowmobile, camel, canoe, <laughs> a, backs of yeah. people, donkeys, it all goes that way. So, yes, we don't have too many things that we have to avoid. Most things are perfectly fine. Oh, and yeah. you can just look around and go, what do children enjoy? Mm-hmm. And school supplies, hygiene items, toys. Mm-hmm. And we love to pack boxes around a wow item. And we call it a wow item is... The idea of if you open the box, what's going to make them go, wow, Yeah, I can't believe what's in my box. It might be a soccer ball and a pump. Mm -hmm. It could be a doll. It could even be, we've heard, a pair of shoes, which is kind of ironic since our boxes all are made out of shoe boxes. Shoes are actually fairly unusual to get packed, but shoes are a fantastic wow item. We've heard amazing stories where the child opens the box and that was the thing they needed mm-hmm. and wanted. And it let God show them they were seen. Oh, big, big, big time. Um, another thing, too, I thought of, because I, I remember one October, October, going to shop for my box. And I was I knew where the box was going to a hot Latin mm-hmm. American country. So I had it in my head. I wanted to get a personal cooling fan. Mm. In October in Colorado, a little not, harder to find. Not so much. <laughs> I went back to the back of the store I was at, and eye level with me in the discount stuff was one of those personal fans that you could actually put water in that had the mister and stuff Oh, in I love it. it. So when you send something like that, 
you include batteries, of course. Absolutely. But it was so cool to find something like that, shopping for my box. So not only praying over boxes is significant, but praying it while you're shopping for the Absolutely. boxes. Absolutely. Because the Holy Spirit will lead you how to pack that box, too. We so, do packing parties with children, and sometimes children will really be very receptive to the Lord, and they'll say, I don't know why, but I just feel this needs to go in the shoebox. I'm like, you better put it in the shoebox if you feel that way, because the Lord's leading you. And the child shall lead them. Um, So the person that's listening right now is like, okay, okay, I know what I can't get, but I really want to go out and get my shoebox filled. Can they go to the website? They can go to samaritanspurse.org slash OCC, or the banner is on the homepage. Absolutely. And then it'll take them, they can find the list there of things to not bother paying good money for that you can't go in the boxes anyway. Absolutely. And great ideas to include in your shoe boxes. And there's yes. so many great ideas to put in a shoe box. Good. But we may also have some listeners who shopping is just not going to be a possibility right now. Maybe they are busy. Maybe mm-hmm. they don't have time to get out. Maybe they're just not able to get out right now, but they still would like to pack a shoebox. And there is a wonderful opportunity to be able to do that online. Mm-hmm. So you can now pack an entire shoebox online from the comfort of your home or phone. And those shoeboxes are exceptionally well packed because they've already been curated to make sure nothing that can't go gets included. And those boxes will be packed for you. You get to pick your wow items. You get to pick which hygiene items get included, what school supplies get included, mm-hmm. other toys that get included. You can even write a letter and upload a picture. Yep. Just like a packs that you're packing on your own. And those boxes get packed for you. I think they're going to be packed in Chicago this year. Okay. In past years, they've been packed in North Carolina, but this year I hear oh, okay. Chicago is going to be packing wow. those shoe boxes. And those, I've done that before, and it was so much fun. It is. And so user-friendly, and and it is the choice, okay, the wow item, what am I going to do, what am I going to do? Because you pick the age, you pick the gender, you pick the age range, and then you get the catalog fitting for that age range or that gender. You get to choose. It's so delightful. And here's another thing, too, that maybe you that's listening right now to the podcast, you're thinking, my piggy bank is flat busted right now, but I'll have some money later. Mm-hmm. I mean, does it count if I want to pack a shoebox in January, February, March? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and year they round. can pack those year round. There are families, there are couples, there are singles that have decided to kind of spread the cost out. So every month they pack a shoebox online. By the end of the year, they've packed 12 shoeboxes. But it didn't hit in November, December when it was difficult. They spread that out. Yeah. It also kept it top of mind. They chose either a day of the month or a specific pay date. And they said, that's my shoebox packing day. And Every month, packed a shoebox for a child. That is so fantastic! What a neat family thing. Because when you teach, want to teach your children the principles of giving, that's part of a lifestyle of a believer. To be able to do that every month, I mean, teachable monthly moment there with packing a shoebox online. Another thing for the listener, you you might have a heart for the hard to reach places. And every shoebox that's packed online goes into those areas, right? Exactly. Those are unique boxes because they are very specific in the items that are in them. We can use those boxes even in the hardest 
places in the world. Mm. And they can go places that often we can't send people but they go with the gospel. And so those boxes are special in a different way. They're also a fantastic value because they are charging $25 this year, and that includes the $10 cost to ship and disciple and all of those costs. Wow. So to be able to pack a shoebox for $15 and have the $10 shipping and Ministry so cost covered in that twenty-five. In the twenty-five, they are a very good value. Yes, and they're a good value because they're able to acquire those items in bulk. Right. So we can do things like have wow items of a soccer ball and a pump, and still put in other toys, school supplies, mm-hmm. and hygiene items. So they're a good value, and something that you can spread out throughout the year. Oh, thank you. Some great ideas, too, for families that want to do that, like the family that does it once a month. Um, because it's, you know, I think Samaritan's person just thought of everything. And here's something that occurred to me, just sharing as you sharing and thinking about this simple shoebox outreach that can radically transform not only an individual, which is significant. I don't even hesitate to use the word only, like just, but right. <laughs> also that that. It's a given. The ripple effect is a given pretty much with this. And I can't help but think about when Jesus, you know, with the children, you know, hey, don't buy the children from coming to me because that's how the kingdom of heaven looks. That's what the kingdom of heaven is made up of. How this packing a shoebox for Operation Christmas Child is a full tilt act of worship. It is. If you think about that how it delights, it has to delight the heart of God that these children are being reached, so many of them, in a very intentional way through Operation Christmas Child. On both sides of the box. That's the thing I adore about this ministry is it's one of the few that children on both sides of the box are not just involved in, but they're impacted by. So. We, we often talk about both sides of the box, both the yes. donating side and the receiving side, the impact this has, because the children that are packing these shoe boxes, frequently children are involved. And again, they are being just as impacted because they're listening to the Lord. They're thinking about mm-hmm. what their actions and their choices are doing, but they're also not thinking about themselves. Right. It's about someone else. Right. And that is such a great thing, especially this time of year. As we're headed into the Christmas season, yeah. it's so easy to think about what am I going to get? Yeah. And what a great way to help our children say, no, what am I going to give? Yes. Amen. How am I going to give? Preach it, sister. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that is. And children that learn this, children that are involved with Operation Christmas Child, you know, how delighted for them, it, like you said, both sides of the box. They're probably as excited imagining a child receiving that box as they themselves are on Christmas morning in their own home. Absolutely. But these children, I, it'd be interesting to know. I'm, I'm, there's all kinds of statistics to hammer out. But these children undoubtedly are going to grow up and be adults mm-hmm. that pack shoeboxes with their own children. I believe it's so. It's kind of one of those things that just, it doesn't just get on you. It gets deep in you, the it whole does. Operation Christmas Child thing. It really does. And Operation Christmas Child's been around long enough now that we're seeing second generations, yes. in bo- again, on both sides of the shoebox. So the shoebox recipients are now adults. Mm-hmm. The shoebox donors 
in a lot of cases are now adults. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing second generation on both sides, which is fantastic. That is so wonderful. And if people, I love testimonies anyway, if people want to get more testimonies, which there's no Hundreds, shortage thousands. of them, they can go to Samaritan's Purse website, which can be accessed through our website, exactly. ktlf.radio. Or just go straight to SamaritansPurse.org mm-hmm. and get your stories, get some of the testimonies and stories there. But uh, I really thank you for, for coming in here and sharing this because I anybody that's listening right now, if they're not already packing shoeboxes, they're going to be doing that. They're I going mean, to I, be. You, it just, the hearing these stories and these testimonies and the wonder of doing this... It is never difficult. People say, you know, finally in the Christmas spirit, that happens early for anybody involved with Operation Christmas Child. Exactly. And it is really hard not to be in the Christmas spirit when you are taking a box and filling it with small gifts for a child and knowing that they are going to hear the gospel when they get that box. Mm. So we have a minute left. In this last minute of the podcast, is there anything you want to highlight? Uh, National Collection Week, probably important. Is there anything you'd like to highlight, Amanda? That's the biggest thing right now is definitely if you are interested in packing a shoebox, go look at some of the stories. Get great ideas. Go take a look around and see what you may already have ready to pack a shoebox with. If you don't have a shoebox, you can get one. Mm -hmm. It can either be from one of the retail stores like a Mardell's or Hobby Lobby in the area. They have plastic shoeboxes for purchase. If you're part of a church or an organization that is doing the project, they may even have a paper cardboard box available for you. And we've got boxes at the studios here, too. Exactly. So you can get a shoebox easily if you don't have one at home. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to fill it with anything difficult. Basic hygiene items, toothbrush, washcloth. More than one. Cup, as we heard. More than one toothbrush. (laughs) Exactly. School supplies like a notebook, pencils, pens, crayons, all ages. And then a stuffed animal, balls, hair ties for girls, maybe some matchbox cars for the boys, a soccer ball. And pick that wow item, something that when they open the box, it's just going to make their heart sing. All right. Thank you so much, Amanda, for taking the time again, and uh, we'll be hearing more from you. So you can find out more about Operation Christmas Child, about packing a shoebox, by going to ktlf.radio. That's ktlf.radio. I'm Ellie Singer. Thank you for joining us here with this podcast with Operation Christmas Child. <music>